0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number four of Inside Out. Uh, Tonight, I have a guest who has been smitten by astrology at the age of 16. From there, he's been doing a lot of research. He was a banker, but in the end, astrology won over. He's gone into astrology full time. He's authored two best-selling books, and he's also into teaching astrology these days. It's my pleasure to present to you Greenstone Lobo, who's uh, been making waves with this method of astrology. Uh, welcome Grini and it's a pleasure to have you.
1: Thank you. Thank you Raman for calling me here on the show. It's a pleasure to be here too. Thank you.
0: Yeah first up uh, I want to ask you. You've been making bold predictions. What is it? Is it the self confidence that you have about your ability as an astrologer or is it the faith that you have in astrology by itself?
1: Uh, I would also say that and both of this but plus also I would say that uh, I want a lot more people to believe in the science of astrology, so probably that is also one thing. I mean, I feel that I'm a flag bearer for this kind of a, uh, you know, astrology form, which is a very unique methodology. And people will only believe in if they see something happening. So a lot of youngsters follow these predictions, and especially if it is on popular events. So then it sort of uh, you know gets people attracted to that.
0: Yeah, astrology you have different uh, branches. There is palmistry, and then there is uh, numerology, and of course. You have the study of horoscopes, which is widely popular. Have you dabbled in uh, numerology and palmistry at all?
1: I think palmistry is something that you start when you are when you hit your teens, isn't it? Yeah, so that is the <laughs> that is a very nice way of uh, uh, you know asking someone to show their hand. You can hold, touch, feel, whatever. Yeah, so that is where you start with. And but uh, just actually, seriously speaking, uh, that is where I started. But then I found that uh, palmistry doesn't give you all the information. It, it sort of restricts you and uh, the birth chart is, is like a selfie, you know, you have all the planets in place, it gives a picture of what a person's life is all about and there is much more detailed and much more micro information which you can't see uh, using a birth chart, using a pump.
0: The study of horoscope also has different schools of thought. There is the Vedic astrology, there is the Lal Kitab and there is your method. Now we'll take uh, things one by one. I'll briefly tell us about Vedic astrology.
1: Okay, uh, I uh, I don't know if you should really be calling this word, uh, using the word Vedic, you know. So, uh, uh, you know, it's not my take. I'll, this is Dr. Kane Rao's take. Kane Rao is a very popular uh, the Indian, astro- Indian astrologer, he calls it as the Indian way of doing astrology, not Vedic astrology, because, see, Vedic means what? Vedic means, uh, I mean, if you understand the word Vedic, it means God-given. It means its it has been given to you. I mean, if you look at the Rig Veda or uh, Yadur Veda and all that, you know, you don't question those. Those are given by God and then you follow it without asking questions. But uh, uh, Indian astrology is supposed to be, is supposed to be Puranic. Puranic means old and ancient, which is given some uh, authors. So there were many authors in astrology. It is man-made. So you, you can't assign the word Vedic to it because it is not... Uh, it, it, you know, I mean, we, we classify many things in Indian origin to be Vedic. And astrology is also packaged like that so that it, be, it appeals more to the Westerners. But I would say it is more of Puranic, which means uh, it has been done by other people. So somebody else has uh, had, had their own uh, way of interpreting things. In the earlier times, and now you interpret it in your own way. Okay, so Vedic is a different word. Okay, now the difference between this form of astrology is that yeah, is. Yes. I'll,
0: s- I'll stand corrected. I'll stand corrected. I'll say Indian form of astrology. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, you know see uh, the Indian form of astrology. What we do is we use planets from uh, we we consider sun sun and moon to be planets. So there, uh, there are 12 zodiac signs, but then there are only five planets that are used in, in the Indian astrology. So uh, sun and moon, technically, if you see, they're not planets. Uh, they're luminaries, they're stars. And uh, Rahu and Ketu, there is nothing called as a Rahu and Ketu. It's only a mathematical calculation. It's a There is no physical body called as Rahu or a Ketu. So effectively, we, u- we are using only five planets in Indian astrology, plus the sun and the moon and then the Rahu and the Ketu. So, we have these nine planets that we talk about in the Indian form of astrology. Now, they say that, you know, why don't you use planets which are like beyond that? When I mean, when you went to school, in school times, you know, they asked you when you are, when you have learned what are the planets. We talked about even Uranus, Neptune and Pluto. Uh, Pluto is still you know, considered sometimes to be a planet, not to be one. So, at least still Neptune we have studied, but then they're not used in Indian astrology. Now, the big question is why you're not using. And some people say that, you know, they're very far away, so they don't, they don't impact us. But very interestingly, I want to bring uh, the attention is that um, in uh, Parashar Yoga, you know, uh, uh, Hora Shastra, which was written by Parashar, who's a very, you know, he's a father of astrology. He has very clearly mentioned in that book, he has talked about, he has talked about all of these planets. Plus, he also says there are seven, in seven directions, there are seven more bodies. And only if you include these seven more bodies, you will get accurate analysis. In fact, he has not just said seven bodies, he also named them. He called them as Varuna, Yama, Indra, Prajapati, Kuber, Isan and Vayu. So he said that these are the bodies which are supposed to be included and then you will get complete analysis. And unfortunately, people don't use that.
0: And now I'll come to I'll come to BHS. Now, essentially, uh, Indian form of astrology is all about predictions. The other method, Lal Kitab, even though that also uh, studies horoscopes, it's considered as a preventive and remedial measure of uh, measures uh, oriented, isn't it?
1: Correct. So, Lal Kitab is uh, remedy oriented. So, uh, there are uh, some remedies which are suggested. Some of them, I mean, if you look at it, the Lal Kitab is not very uh, traditional. Very. I mean, it's not very old. It's about 200 years old, if you can say. Uh, the first book on Lal Kitab was available during 1939 so which is less than 100 years old and uh, if you look at some of the uh, remedies they are not very practical now you know for example if they'll say that you know some one of the remedies like uh, you after you the, by the end of the day go and pour water on your uh, on the in on the place on the furnace where you you know had food now that is not possible now we have Stow, you know, you we have gases, no, you can't pour, pour water there. I mean, milk there, milk okay. Or some of the remedy, like you know, you go and or go when you're going on the river, you put coin coin in the river. So, there are certain things which are there. I mean, I have done a lot of I have used all of these remedial measures, I have used most of these uh, remedies available in Lal Kitab. Uh, you know, not all of them actually. Um, you know, I'm talking from my experience, from my personal experience that. No, not many a times, you know, it, it, it really uh, helps us in, uh, you know, elevating the problem. Okay, so my I, I, I believe uh, uh, in my, you know, in my belief system, it's a little different. I mean, how astrology works or what I think uh, astrology's role is, I think in a different way. So, which is not exactly in sync with the Lal Kitab's uh, remedial measure.
0: In your method, do you consider Rahu and Ketu at all?
1: No, no, I, I include sun also. I include moon. I include Rahu and Ketu. But I give importance only to that extent to which they need to be given importance. So Rahu and Ketu is not going to destroy a world. I mean, they talk in in you know so many terms you know which which uh, which can be sometimes terrifying. So everything which is bad are Rahu and Ketu, and of course the most malign body is Saturn. Uh, so Rahu and Ketu uh, only indicate two things. One is Rahu indicates the passion. So, the, the the most important passion of your life will be indicated in the place where you have Rahu and Ketu indicates the detachment. So, the area from where you will detach yourself from. So, that is, exa- that is the only indication for Rahu and Ketu. I mean, we are unnecessarily assigning a lot of things to Rahu and Ketu because we are not using planets like Uranus, Neptune and Pluto.
0: I was coming to that, but you give a lot of importance to Pluto, Neptune and the planet X. That is something that you give a lot of importance to. What exactly are they? You know, for my benefit and for the benefit of people who are listening yes. to this conversation.
1: Okay. Now, uh, I would... Uh, there is one interesting thing uh, that we have noticed. I mean, if you notice in India, uh, who's the mo- who are the most popular Hindu gods? I mean, you go to a, a temple, you will not find a Buddha temple, Mercury temple. I mean, you don't go to a Mercury temple or a Mars temple or a Guru temple. Okay. Or a Shani temple. Okay, fine. So, some of us go. But are Guru Shukra, Mangal, okay, all of the yeah, Surya or Chandra are they popular? The two most popular gods in India, who are they? They are Shiva and Ganesh, isn't it? So the most popular two gods of India are not assigned any uh, any planetary uh, you know assignment. So there is something wrong there. Shiva is Mahesh is supposed to be the god of gods. He has no planetary assignment. And you have Ganesh who is supposed to be the God of wealth, you know, the Siddhi Vinayak, you know, and he is the you know, everything that you begin with uh, Ganesh, Sri Ganesh will do because he's supposed to bring in all the prosperity to you. And, he's not, and there is no planetary assignment to that. Now, if, we, if you uh, look at it, uh, Pluto, the planet Pluto is the planet which rules everything that you can assign to Shiva shiva okay is the is a, he rules the entire birth cycle the birth and the death cycle shiva rules that so uh, you say akal alital you know everything is ruled by shiva sarvam shivamayam you know you say everything is done by shiva so shiva is the one who you know controls the entire cycle and he is uh, responsible for destruction and rebirth so regeneration so there is a i mean shivas is a very very uh, positive way of uh, doing a destruction. It is destruct- destruction happens because there is a rebirth happens. This entire thing is exactly the thing that Pluto rules. So when you talk about Uranus, Neptune and Pluto, they're nothing but Brahma, Vishnu and Mahesh. So everything, I mean, you, I mean, if you look at uh, uh, Brahma is a creator and Uranus is all about creation, Uranus is all about new creation. In, and these days we talk about technology. That is exactly assigned to your, you know, if you get the uh, technology is all about innovation, new thing, and that is what Brahma is all about. And Vishnu, the preventer, the preserver, okay, is exactly what Neptune is all about. Neptune is all about creating monuments, creating stuff which will remain for a long time. And Pluto rules everything which gets destroyed once and then regenerates and in a new form, in a new avatar. And that's exactly what he's uh, he's for. Okay, now I'm talking about uh, planet X, and that is where. How Ganesha comes in. Okay, Planet X is the planet of prosperity. Planet X is the planet of good luck. So anything which indicates good luck and prosperity and wealth is planet X and that is exactly what Ganesha is for. So I include all of these planets because they they indicate 12 planets for 12 zodiac signs. So in my system of analysis, I include Uranus, Neptune and Pluto and I also include four bodies which is Chiron and then the planet X, Y and Z. And that is exactly what Parashar talked about, you know, 5000 years ago when he talked about this Varuna, Yama, Indra, Prajapati, and all that.
0: Interesting. Hello, guys, to all of you who are saying hi and you are very keen to get your questions going. The discussion is so interesting. I'll, you know, get to questions a bit later. Uh, now, as far as people are concerned, how would you like them to see astrology? Is it a branch of science or is it a vocation that provides people some? Uh, uh, boosters and encouragement when they are down.
1: Yeah. So uh, one of the reasons why astrology has uh, always had a, you know, the bad name is that because you you have you'll always have people who practice it. You know, in in every every uh, you know profession, there you will have people who are uh, trying to make some uh, quick bucks or doing something you know about that. Now, when I when I when I okay, the entire concept of what I'm talking about astrology is based on karma. The karma concept. And when I say karma, I'm not talking about the current life karma. So what I believe in is that uh, uh, this is not the first time that you've been here. We've been here many times before. So all the good karma that you've done in the various past lives will reflect as good planetary positions in your lifetime, in this lifetime. And all the bad karmas that we carry forward from the various past lives will again, uh, you know, will be seen as challenging planetary positions in this lifetime. So the horoscope or the astrology is about an indicator of what your life is going to be in this lifetime. And what I believe in is that you cannot alter those things because you have to go through the karma. So the day, the time, the time, you know, the day when or, you know, when a person says, when an astrologer says that he's going to alter your life, he's going to tell you that, no, 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 you are, you're not going to be born, born to be this, you know, but I can alter your life by you know, doing some uh, tantra, mantra, yantra or wearing a stone or change the spelling of a name or doing something, that is where the bad name comes in because you can't change anything. I mean, I, see, actually, I've done all of this for 25 plus years, all the remedial measures possible, but I found that you can't change anything. And when the person's time changes, it automatically changes. So, I mean, so you can't alter. So when you talk about alteration, that is where people have reservation because they go to an astrologer and this person gives you some remedies and you do that. And it when it doesn't work, then you then you feel cheated, and you feel that you know the it is not science. Science it is bogus. So that is how the band name has been accumulating, unfortunately. So
0: the key word here is that they are all indicators. You'll have to, you let to know take them as indicators and nothing more than that. Now you conduct workshops uh, to teach people astrology. Now uh, in a during a phase of let's say two three days, how much of it are they going to imbibe?
1: Okay, that, that's a good question. Can I just also answer before? I mean, like you said, indicators. Can I just uh, answer that a little more uh, on that? Yeah, uh, yeah? because see, uh, I'm not just saying about indicators. In fact, an ast- astrology can do a lot of things. Like, uh, for example, if you're going to talk, in, in, if you're going to look at a couple's chart, uh, even even without meeting those that couple, the man and a wife, okay, you will look into the chart of the two people, and you will exactly know as to what the characteristics of these two people are. And you know exactly in which area they will have a disagreement. And where will the, how will the marriage lead to? So if you're you're going to be sitting down and doing a, a say a marital counseling, you can do that. And let's talk about career counseling. I mean, you can exactly find out what a person's career is going to be. If you look into a Sachin Tendulkar's chart, let's say even when you was a five-year-old, if you look into the chart, you will know that he's going to do something with the hands and the legs. You know, something like that. So it's not just indicators. It can give you a lot of direction. So it's about indications plus... Direction plus leading. I mean, you can actually have an entire blueprint of your life, but then it will unfold exactly like that. You can't alter that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So now I'm coming to the question that you asked me, and that is about uh, teaching astrology in two days. Okay. So uh, see, in, uh, in the Indian astrology, methodology has been, you've been trying to explain a lot of things using very little variables. So you have only Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and you have Rahu Ketu. So now you're ha- you missing an entire set of seven bodies. So what happens is you're trying to explain so many things with so little things. And that, that is the reason you have, you know, this planet is aspecting this. This planet is in, you know, uh, uh, you know conjunction and this and that. You know, so there are so many um, uh, complex theories which have been formed because you're using very little body to explain a lot of things. Now, when you're using this methodology where you have 12 planets for 12 zodiac signs, I have a very simple color coding system where the planets will appear in red, black, and green. Okay, And it's very self-explanatory. Green means positive. Red means danger. Okay, Black means it's neutral. A person within two days has to only understand as to, okay, if this is in fifth house means green, what are the indicators? He has a cheat sheet. He has to just okay. look at it. And you can immediately within one day, you will learn how to read that methodology. The second day, you apply it. And then after this two days, I give a 30 days of uh, training on WhatsApp where I put up charts and people sort of decipher that. And there is a way you're supposed to decipher. I give them a you know, a methodology of deciphering it and then they do it. And they, once they do it for 30 days, then you would have reached a position where, you know, uh, if a person would have spent, say, 10 years in astrology, I can say that my student, you know, after 30 days will be actually in a better position to read a chart than a person who has done 10 years of traditional astrology. So easy
0: learning like Baiju's, is it now? Uh, let's get back to your, let's get back to your predictions. You made some real bold predictions, especially uh, one in that book Auszat. You have gone on to say that Samit David Ravid okay. will go on to surpass his father. Now I hope it becomes true, and you know that is a very bold prediction. But as and when that happens, I'm sure both father and son will be very tired. Father, of course, watching the son do that and the son putting in so many years of labor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's that's true. That's true. Yeah, and there were also some predictions which were very uh, close, you know, which, were, which had a shorter uh, timelines. Like the book was published about uh, three months before the World Cup began. And I was like, you know, and when the entire country was rooting for India, I mean, in India cricket is religion and in india to say that you know india is not going to win the world cup and england will win the world cup requires a lot of conviction in what you're saying so i said that and i also talked about you know I mean, some more predictions like even Soro ganguly becoming a bcci president and so many other small predictions and uh, yeah i'm sure uh, the Samit ravid thing is going to really come good because he is born on a fantastic day there is no question about that <laughs> yeah
0: okay now uh, you uh, were talking about uh... Hello. They take natal one is the lunar one is the solar so they take three ascendants into consideration in that uh, uh, do you see a merit in that
1: no i only see the the basic ascendant which is your I mean, uh, which is the birth time based when you are born one. the natal one the natal one natal chart ascendant yeah so that that gives a uh, that is a standpoint from where the entire chart uh, revolves. Because see, otherwise on 24th of April 1973, if I want to look at lunar chart, then uh, everybody will become Sachin Tendulkar, right? So uh, Sachin Tendulkar was born with a particular ascendant, and he has the particular Ur- he has Uranus and Pluto in the third house. So Uranus and Pluto is like uh, Brahma and Shiva in the hands. Okay, so Brahma is the creator and Shiva is the destroyer, and he was a destroyer, right? He was a he was a warrior in chief. Distro- he was the chief destroyer, and then he has planet X in the twelfth house. And twelfth house is all about making runs, and the twelfth house is the legs, okay? And twelfth house is all about making runs, and he made he accumulated the highest number of runs because he had planet X in the twelfth, and twelfth and twelfth he had Siddhi of Ganesha, so maybe that is the reason. So now this will change if you are going to change the ascendant. I mean, if you are going to have the moon ascendant, then he will have a Sagittarius lagna, which will not make any sense actually.
0: I was coming to that. Uh, we are talking about ascendants now. Lal Kitab has a fixed ascendant. It considers the first house in the traditional horoscope as the ascendant for everybody. Will that make a big change in predictions as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have the, I mean, one ascendant fixed, then it, I mean, it is not considering your uh, time of birth at all. So that it doesn't uh, really gel well. Then you know, it doesn't give you the. Exact remedy. First of all, the remedy works or not, that itself is a question. Okay. Uh, I have done a lot of that uh, and and it didn't really uh, help change a lot of things. Other thing is, yes, the ascendant part also, if you're talking about fixing the ascendant, then it doesn't make much of a, uh, you know, it doesn't give clarity in that. With uh,
0: so many variables and uh, different schools of thought existing, does it not make it confusing for people to choose? Who to approach and which method to follow?
1: <laughs> that's true. So, uh, so that is that is exactly the reason why I'm doing predictions. Okay, so that <laughs> uh, because there is no one else who's practicing this form of astrology, and and I'm, I'm the one who has innovated this uh, twelve planet system for uh, twelve zodiac signs. So, if I have to say that this really works, then I have to do predictions. So that's the reason I'm doing it. But yeah, yes, it, from the common person's perspective, obviously it is going to be very confusing. Um, because uh, you're talking about uh, you know some methodology which has been like very old and you know so and and in fact, all the all of the astrologers who have uh, popularized any form of an astrology they have always done predictions it can be a vedan darwala or dr kendra they always have done some sort of predictions which is, prob- there
0: a te- is there a tendency at times among people to follow too many methods all at the same time
1: there are some people actually you know uh, who do that <laughs> what they do is they go to way different astrologers and try and find out uh, who say who tells you the best one at that point of time okay so i, I know some some uh, you know very uh, popular people i know one lady you know who's a media baron you know she she sort of what she does is if you tell her, uh, you know, if you're, this year is not going to be good for you, then she will slam the phone and she'll not talk to you. Okay, <laughs> And then the next year, when she'll come back to you again and she'll ask you, also, okay, how is this going to be? This year going to be? And then I say, it's going to be very nice. And she'll be very happy. She'll say, you're the best. So, the, you know, so some people pick and choose. Okay. If you're going to be giving them a nice prediction then they take it and if you're going to say that it's not going to going to be good. So, they are choosy about that. You know, they want to hear all the nice things. So, there are some people like that.
0: Now I'm going to ask you a, a pointed question. Uh, would you say that astrology is not for the faint-hearted? Uh,
1: no, not exactly. Uh, that's that is exactly what sometimes people think. You know, they they I I, I sometimes I, I hear even people who are in their forties. You know, like they say that you know I'm I'm very scared of talking to you because I don't know what you'll tell me. No, it's not about that. It's about showing you a mirror. You know, it's about uh, saying that you know this is what your life is all about. I'm not going to tell you that oh, okay, fine, you're going to die next year. No, not. we are not going to do that. So, we are going to talk about okay, what you are, who you are, what is your personality, what kind of a person you are, what have you done in life. So, your entire life history can be known as to what you are all about, what is your life all about. It's not about giving you only predictions, it's about showing you a mirror. You know, So, yeah, people have that fear, You know, which I think is actually not justified.
0: So, you are in other words saying when it is going to rain and it's up to them to carry the umbrellas.
1: Uh, Yeah, yes. That is exactly what astrology is all about, right? I mean, you have a guiding line, you have a guiding path, and then you sort of maneuver yourself according to that. Uh, To give an example, okay, so uh, I knew by 2015 that in 2017 to 19, I'm going to lose my job. Or I'm going to have some sort of a trouble in my uh, career. My job is going to be under some sort of a threat. So, I started preparing for that from 2014-15 itself. So, I start, started investing properly, saving money and cut down costs and did so many stuff so that by 2017, I was ready. And it did happen that, you know, I went through a lot of career uh, issues. In fact, I was ready for that, prepared for that. So, that is what exactly what we do. Uh, we help people do that.
0: There's a question here from one of the viewers. He wants to know what is it you think about Nadi Joshiam?
1: Uh, Nadi Joshiam is uh, is a very interesting, I mean, it's a very nice, uh, interesting concept and you need to have a real good uh, nadi astrologer or uh, you should go to the right people actually and also it, it also sometimes uh, is you know you need to you have to be lucky sometimes you know so uh, only about 10 to 20 percent of people will get their uh, nadi that it you know it matches with your nadi and then you get the appropriate one it's very difficult that everyone gets it so almost 80 percent of the people may not get uh, get a help from the nadi joshan but otherwise it can be if you get a right jodish it can be very powerful
0: what has been your success rate in terms of predictions?
1: Uh, okay, that's a good question. <laughs> so, uh, I have uh, I have reduced my uh, prediction uh, predictions. You know, the reason why I've done it is uh, because I've seen that uh, most of the I mean, all your predictions depend on data. Okay, and uh, and and in and in sports, especially in cricket, okay, there is a lot of data which maybe may not be right. Okay. So you get some data of some uh, some people where it, you know the data could be wrong, and I may end up making a prediction based on some data, but then the data ends up being wrong. So I have been, you know, I have I have sort of had some bad experiences like you know the 2009 uh, 2020 World Cup. You know, I was uh, I was very sure that Pakistan is not going to win because uh, Yunus Khan, the captain, was born in 77. But after the uh, World Cup was won, he said that you know I am now 35. I want to retire. So he was born in 75. So there was a two years gap. So, so the so, so many such such data issues can actually spoil your prediction. So what I do is I have reduced that so so that my percentage goes up. But it is uh, it's more than seventy percent plus.
0: Oh, that's really good because you predict on a wide range of topics and just about almost everything. Seventy percent plus is a very high percentage. If you were to be drawn uh, into a debate uh, with practitioners of other uh, methods of astrology, would you partake in it?
1: absolutely I'm, i i would love to do that i would love to do that yeah I, I i would love to do that yes
0: and how would you like to take the debate in which direction would you like to take the debate in
1: i would like to we, we I'll, I'll start from uh, from their domain which is parashar's uh, Parashari purakashara from there we'll start we'll talk about all the uh, you know the seven bodies that uh, parashara talked about and they are not including we'll talk about uh, you know, Brahma, Vishnu, Mahesh. We'll talk about all of this. We'll talk about, you know, we we'll talk about COVID. Now, COVID, you know, COVID happened because of... In 2020, something something amazing happened, which is Pluto. Pluto got exalted in Capricorn. And the Pluto's exaltation happened after about 70 years. Now, this is a very, very rare phenomenon. And it's, uh, it's in zero degrees. And when it came into zero degrees, then suddenly this thing happened. We were all locked down and what happened was there is a huge transformation you know you if you see around around us uh, suddenly the corporates are open up to the fact that you know uh, people can actually sit at home and they can still be productive okay you are seeing that the roads are getting cleaner the environment is get, getting better and uh, we are we are all feeling it's you know that there is a huge transformation which is going on And this entire thing can only be done by pluto and pluto is a planet of transformation and who is doing it we are talking about you know shiva doing this so that is how I'm going to talk about. So we'll have a discussion based on that. It will be based on facts and figures.
0: The other thing that uh, just about uh, scarce everybody is sade sati or ir- airani. So what not. is your take on that?
1: Okay, I think uh, Saturn is uh, one of the most maligned planets, uh, and uh, in Indian astrology, unfortunately, because uh, Saturn is the highest planet for Indian astrology, there is no planet beyond that. Uh, in, in um, the methodology which I use, you know, we uh, there are planets beyond that. Saturn, beyond Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, you also have planet XYZ, all of them are much beyond that. So Saturn, everything going wrong in life, Rahu, Ketu and Saturn. Okay. So uh, Saturn, seven and a half years is actually, you know, it, it, it is a phenomenon where on your moon sign, the previous moon sign and the next moon sign you have two and a half years uh, of your birth moon sign and when the Saturn comes in, it's supposed to be a bad time. I have not really seen uh a uh, lot of water in there, you know. I'll give you examples. Shahrukh Khan, his first movie, Divana, was released when he was going through sade satti. Sachin Tendulkar debuted for India when he was going through sade Sati. Narendra Modi became the Prime Minister when he was going through sade Sati. So, what more can I uh, can I give you examples?
0: Okay, now I want to ask you about another thing that Pancha Se Yoga. What are the odds of them featuring in a horoscope? Not all fight together, even one of them. What are the odds of them featuring in a horoscope according to your experience? Uh, hmm?
1: it's, it's it's very rare. I mean, uh, but again, we are talking about planets only, which is sub Saturn, right? So, uh, so in fact, there are uh, there are. Uh, I mean, if you, I mean, we are talking about this. Uh, which is only, we are only talking about Mercury, Venus, Mars, Sun, and Moon being included as planets, and Rahu and Ketu will also have their exaltation points. So we're talking about that, then it becomes a five thing. But I have seen charts of people, I mean, all the big people and all the legends in the world, it can be a Sachin Tendulkar, it can be a uh, Dhirubha Ambani or a Bill Gates, they all have more than five planets exalted in their charts. But then obviously, we'll have to include then Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, and Chiron, and X and Y. You have, even, I mean, if you look at uh, someone like uh, uh, Bill Gates, he has like six planets exalted. If you look at someone like uh, Dhirubhai Ambani, he has like seven planets exalted. So, so it's, they are, I mean, you can really see that these are massive charts, which are extraordinary, which are very, very rare. All people who are rare, who find rare success, they will naturally have rare charts. And, but then obviously you'll have to include all of these planets and only then you will find, only then the charts become really rare.
0: Uh, do two astrologers sometimes indulge in exaggerating the degree of a yoga present in horoscope that is what makes them get it wrong or how does it work out
1: so uh, the yoga itself is questionable okay so uh, you, you, may, you may say that is a daridra yoga okay uh, so when there is a particular planet before i mean there is a uh, mars and uh, you know another planet which is you know uh, hemming the ascendant then it is a daridra yoga you will say that but I mean, look at the chart that, you know, the person has actually Uranus exalted in the 10,000, Pluto exalted in some other house and the person becomes something big. So the yogas are, again, if you're talking about yogas, it's all based on the Indian uh, Indian uh, method of astrology, which is only limiting till Saturn. So if you include the yogas also, I mean, uh, there is a doc- Dr. B.V. Raman. Uh, he has written a book called the 300 Combinations of Astrology, where he's talked about 300 form of uh, uh, various uh, yogas, which form. Which can make a chart uh, unique in a either in a positive way or in a negative way. And when I experimented with all of those 300 combinations, I found that I mean almost 70% of them, okay, uh, will not be you know like uh, can be giving exactly the good results because you're not including this planet like Uranus, Saturn, Pluto. And if you include that, the dimension goes away; it changes. And I'm talking about all important people of the world. I mean, if you look at a uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Or uh, Amitabh Bachchan. I mean, their charts are so extraordinary that you know, none of these yogas will make any difference.
0: How would you present astrology to someone who's undecided about whether he wants to consult one or not? Uh,
1: Okay, so (laughs) in in that sense, I I, I found this uh, the the ice-breaking is something that I do where uh, we do a person's uh, you know the complete personality profiling. Even if I now I have not met the person, you know, you know you know nothing about the person. Astrology is such a wonderful tool that you know, even before you meet a person, you can know everything about a person. You can know the characteristics, the, the smallest of small things about a person's personality can be explained using the sun, Mercury, and Moon position. So even if you explain that, the person would be zapped. You know, you haven't met a person, but then you know so much about a person. So that I think is the is the icebreaker. From okay, you know, if you know so much, then obviously then there are other planets will really involved in and they can give a bigger picture.
0: Okay, finally, I think a lot of people would love the next question of mine. Uh, When do you think we are all going to get relief from this COVID? Would you care to to predict on
1: that? Yeah, yeah, sure, I will. Uh, See, the Pluto is going to remain on zero degrees till uh, February uh, 2021. So so the COVID thing, whatever you have as COVID, uh, the infections, people getting infected, that will all go on till the time. But one good thing that is happening is that from July, you have Jupiter coming in into its own house. Saturn is already in its own house. So the impact of this coronavirus, the the multiplication factor that is going on, that will start going down. So we can see the, uh, the numbers going down. OK, by the end of the year, the numbers would be uh, much in control. But complete elimination or even something like a vaccine, finding a vaccine can happen only in the next year by February uh, post February next year. Thanks
0: a lot, Greeny. It's been great. We can carry on and on because it's such a fascinating uh, chat and it's a fantastic uh, topic as such. Anyway, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for your time. I hope you enjoyed the chat as much as I did. And thank- take care and
1: stay safe. Sure. Thank you very much, Dharma. I mean, it was wonderful talking to you too. And uh, uh, it's it's always fabulous catching up with you. But this is a we're talking on a different plane, which is which is very interesting. Thank you. Thanks for calling me.
0: And for the viewers uh, watching on YouTube, uh, kindly post your comments and also try and uh, subscribe to the channel, encourage your friends as well. Uh, I must thank you all for the tremendous support you gave me for uh, the last week's episode, despite the technical hitch towards the end. Uh, That was something beyond my control. So anyway, I look forward to seeing you shortly. It may be happening much sooner than in a week's time. I'll keep you posted on the various uh, social media platforms. Until then, as I normally say, stay safe and take care of yourself and uh, enjoy your time with the family and be good. Good night.